If you're secretly not worried about identity theft because deep down you know a scam artist would probably run your finances better than you do, you're listening to the right podcast. We take our guests through their petty retail grievances from their best ever bargains to the times they've been completely ripped off. Welcome to False Economy. Powered by Hot UK Deals, the UK's number one app for deals, discounts and freebies. I'm Vic Slayton, shopaholic, consumer champion and occasional comedian. And alongside me, as always, is a very special man who I like to think of as my very own certified and refurbished Mark Watson. It's Paul Watson. Good afternoon. <laughs> I think refurbished. you're... Refurbished. Yeah, you know, like like an iPhone or something. It's just as good. It's a little bit cheaper. That That's you to me. Oh, I suppose, yeah, and I see it that way now. Yeah, and it's better for the environment. Are you better for the environment than Mark, do you think? Yeah, I'm less successful, so I travel less. <laughs> So I imagine I am. Far fewer air miles. <laughs> right. <laughs> What's your avocado quota? <laughs> Again, you know, probably less than his. He's he's just living off avocados day and night, I yeah. imagine. Avocados for days. Oh, yeah. You do, have, you do have a house, though. That's quite exciting. I have a house, What's yeah. Property like, don't get me wrong. Like? I'm, I'm somewhere between sort of a star of the comedy circuit and homeless. So yeah, you've you've plotted me on there. Firmly middle tier. (laughs) Middle tier, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, and on that note, let's get our guest involved. Our guest today is a comedian, TV presenter and all-round excellent egg. Welcome to the podcast, Zoe Lyons. Thank you very much. I think I like being called an egg. Yeah. I love an egg. I know. It's just versatile. It's really versatile. Uh, I think early scientific research into too many eggs was false and you can have as many as you want. Yep, absolutely. No worries about cholesterol nope. anymore. And no. um, is that, is it, I don't know if this is true or not. If this is true, <laughs> this is huge news. I think you can eat as many eggs as you want. I think if you're fit and healthy, you can have as many eggs as you want. I See, I've, the I've always hit, when I get to two or three, I'm always mm. thinking someone's going to break this up. But no, you, you can just keep going. Are you having two or three in, in a sitting? I could. Yeah, okay, that's that, that's quite a lot. <laughs> okay, I, yeah. so all right, so don't Maybe one away. a day. Okay, yeah. Right, fine. Yeah, yeah. Just as case. long as I know, it's just like, yeah, yeah. I, you, you had me for a second, I thought, yeah. how many eggs am I allowed here? Well, that's the sparkling gold banter yeah, covered pool. <laughs> <laughs> Intro done. <laughs> Tick. Tick that off. <laughs> so here's how the show works. We have crafted some categories to help us talk you through your, um, your history of shopping, really. It's like mm-hmm. a desert island discs of shopping experiences. And um, should we just should we just begin, Paul? Yeah, I just thought I. Well, that's pretty. I thought we had begun. But... <laughs> I just <laughs> you know, I clearly it's... buy a lot of eggs. We know that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that was step. What I've, I've sort of step one. If I had eggs. notes, I'd have written yeah. eggs yeah. and ticked that off. So I kind of feel like we. I didn't have it. I didn't have eggs on my question. No. But, um, still, just, I only buy six. I should really buy a dozen. That was go. Yeah. Now that I've thought about. But will it. you use them in time? Oh, we're yeah. talking about eggs again. We're on eggs again. Economics. 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 You're welcome. False egonomy. Mm. Welcome. Right. Okay. So, Zoe, would you consider yourself a, a bargain hunter? A bargain hunter? I consider bargain hunters somebody that will go quite a long way in order to save a bit of money. Right. Okay. And I generally can't be asked. <laughs> So uh, you value your time more. I value than the my enterprise. time over over. You know, I, you know, I've got friends who will travel quite considerable amounts of miles to get a bargain, and I'm like, nah. is this a bit like when there was those people who were complaining about petrol prices, and so they drove a huge distance to, to complain get... about the petrol prices? Yeah, yeah. You see, I always feel that if you put too much effort in, especially when you're travelling to multiple supermarkets, then surely that's... at some point. 
That sounds but, like jealousy talking, Paul. Is, it, is said, it jealousy or laziness? <laughs> Which is it? <laughs> Having said that, though, my bargain weakness is clothes. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I, I will. I've signed up to quite a few websites to get some discounted clothes. Interesting, because Paul doesn't buy clothes. He is dressed for the listener, but mm. he's not, you're not a... You're I'm not, not, I'm not style sure, at all. Are you? The, the way you phrase that's as if I'm dressed for the listeners' benefit. <laughs> I am usually dressed. I'm, we I don't... insisted for the guests for it. It was weird that you were naked. That's what I'm saying. My dad considers himself a bargain hunter, but he is exactly that man. He um, he once test drove a car he wasn't interested in to get a free copy of Marley and Me, and he doesn't even like dogs. Like <laughs> what? Why were they giving away free copies of Marley and Me? Why was my dad test driving to get one? <laughs> <laughs> That's bizarre. It's, it's, that, He's spectacular. He'll he'll drive to a Waitrose on an industrial estate to get a free cake. And it's like, but would you have gone there anyway, anyway. Dad? Like, yeah. And then he'll post about it on social because he feels like he knows what his duty is. He's like, the expectation. Get word out there about the free cake. <laughs> <laughs> he should start his own blog. But as I say that, he's got his own YouTube channel. Because they've got fun, they collect Funker Pops, which are those little weird wiggly headed plastic dolls. What? Like pop culture dolls. And um, he has more views on his YouTube than I do. Because um, of his Funker Pops? Because of his Funker Pop habit. I mean, Funker Pop sounds like some sort of disco pile scenario. No, but, it's um, just yeah. weird little dolls that if you tap their heads, they nod. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Fascinating. Are they expensive? It's a little insight into my life. Um, they can be. I feel like this is the Beanie Babies phenomenon okay. of the like, noughties, to be honest. But there's a whole spare room in their house that's just full of them, and I had to stay there <laughs> recently. And I woke up and they were all looking just at me. nodding like, at you. Yeah. It's like, they have definitely walked over me in the night. It was just... <laughs> like, see, again, this is false economy, because yeah. I thought, I'll stay with my dad. It's free. I would have paid £80 to not have woken yeah. up to their tiny beady eyes staring at me. That's that's my vibe. So, Zoe, what's the best deal you've ever found? Oh, See, so I say clothes are my thing, okay. but also airline tickets. And I'm very frugal. Okay. Or do I mean mean? I don't know. <laughs> clothes I and flights are your vices, I but you're frugal. We'll hear I'm evidence. quite sensible with my money. I, I don't spend <laughs> frivolously, but I'll buy, I will treat myself quite majorly, like in sort of blocks if that makes sense no i think so i think if you're going to invest in something like a holiday yeah you might as well if you can afford it go the extra to have a better time yeah i think so i, I think, think so. that's fair and i've worked there's like there's, there's like an optimal time when you can get good deals on particularly british airways i've discovered uh, um, all right uh let us in on the secret as much as you well, can I without think it's actually it potluck i've just set oh. it up like it was sort of <laughs> i think it was i don't think there is actually a think there are algorithms or whatever where you can find the better flights but I've just been lucky where on the day I've gone oh right I can get a business class flight for like a couple of hundred quid more Ooh, oh yeah. yeah oh I treated myself a few years back went the business um what was the difference well <laughs> you know how most things in life are ultimately disappointing yes yeah. or <laughs> Or, or not quite what you expected. Sorry, so so too fast in there. Yeah, <laughs> you agreed too readily to that. <laughs> I just thought this is becoming my podcast now. <laughs> yeah. So I had bought my wife and I business class seats to the states. We're going to visit my brother, and I was super excited. I got them at a really good price. Well, I hadn't gone totally overboard. It wasn't like a stupid, stupid like, whoa, what do you think you are? I made of money. It was like a few hundred quid more. Obviously, hit it on the right moment, and I, I was I was very excited about this because I'd never 
bought myself a business class flight. Yeah, I was excited. And then because of the way our brains work, you know, I had the little script going on in my head of what it would look like. I would look stunning on the day that I that I walked through business class, obviously. Huge Gucci sunglasses perched effortlessly upon my Hooter. Purchased um, specifically for the trip. Purchased specifically for the trip. <laughs> the tag still hanging Yes, up. tag still hanging up. Straight after the <laughs> Get in the airport. Yeah. Deals to be had. Right. <laughs> rentals, rental Gucci. Rental Gucci's. Oh, they should let you. That's obvious. That's got to be a thing. Right. We're, we're taking that on the... Uh, what, <laughs> not taking the apprentice. that on the road. <laughs> Dragon's Den. Gucci's. I totally do that because you only yeah. want them for a week. Yeah, just yeah, get them at the airport. Give yeah. it back. Yeah. You'd be walked around your Gucci glasses before you're allowed to leave them, take them out of the departure lounge. <laughs> Any previous scratches or damage. Yeah. yeah. Next yeah. to the car hire. Yeah. <laughs> there's, a slight, there's a slight scratch here on this tint. Um, so I, in the way that I do, and I've got something to look forward to, I sort of over-imagine it in my head. Ruined it for Full yourself. detail. Yeah. Full detail. Anyway, as it transpired, for one reason or another, um, when we went to the States, it wasn't just my wife and I. My father tagged along as well. And uh, my dad hadn't been on a long-haul flight for quite some time. And, and in the gentlest, um, sweetest way I could describe him is um, eccentric. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yeah, OK. And I'm going to say largely unaware of most people around him. OK. So it was a very different experience that I had. <laughs> Instead of sitting there in my large Gucci sunglasses looking absolutely swell and, you know, sipping yeah. my champagne and waiting for the lobster to arrive. The Imagine cameras panning out. Yeah. You I had to deal with my 78-year-old father who, um, uh, first of all, he was like, I want to have a winter seat, Zoe. I want to have a winter seat. And I'm like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. <laughs> and then we got on, he went, I don't want a winter seat. I don't want the winter seat. I don't want the winter seat. And that, my dream is just falling away. I'm like, ah, the Gucci glass is just slipping off the end of my sweating nose. And then, like I said, he's, he's, he's a very gentle, sweet man, but completely oblivious to things around him. And uh, he got in his business class seat, which has more knobs and knockers on it than, you know, the flight deck of Starship Enterprise. Anyway, before we'd even taken off, he was up, he was down, he was up, he was down, he was lying flat, he was back up. Jesus, I can't make it stop, sorry. It won't stop. He was opening his window, the, the telly screen and slamming it, opening it and slamming it. The, the business lady beside him oh in God. the cubicle beside him, her head was just going like this the whole time. I, I just couldn't. And that, as my dream just melted away, the dream of, you know, the false success but it was my dream yeah. my dream it just melted away and uh, he <laughs> also the altitude played havoc with his sinuses so <laughs> the whole time we were on the plane the only thing I could hear was Jesus oh no oh god no oh no um I got so drunk just out of necessity, right? As did my wife, because we just had to zone out from the hot. Did you know, they know the you were with him? Oh my. Yeah, I mean, I was trying. I was going, Dad, Dad, leave it. Dad, Dad. You know, when you're taking off the, like, put the seat in the upright position, yeah. put your safety belt on. He, I mean, he was honest to God. It was up and down, up, down, up. All the buttons were going. My wife got so drunk that at one point she went to pick up her glass of wine, completely misjudged it. We were at the bulkhead <laughs> and she just smashed the glass <laughs> into the bulkhead of business glass. So we looked like we shouldn't be there. And, uh, and that's when I realised everything 
is disappointing. And it was a beautiful sort of Zen moment. Oh. It was I actually got a lot from it because I had it built up in my head that this would be the moment where I felt like a proper grown up, an adult who had spent, you know, a, a decent amount of money to treat myself in that way that I knew I would feel sort of a little bit weak, you know. <laughs> and then it was just not that at all. It was stress from the moment I got on to the moment we got off. Because you're there. That's what ruins it, isn't it? You see other people having cool experiences, but you forget that you'll be there. You'll be there. (laughs) (laughs) Right, let's let's move on. That that went in a direction. (laughs) (laughs) Something you bought because it seemed like a bargain, but you wish you'd spent more on in hindsight. Um probably probably a car early on in my stand up career. Yeah, I've made some foolish purchases in that department. <laughs> where you go, it'll be fine. Sure, this will be fine. Um, a little Seat Ibiza. Oh. I, pro- I probably should have gone for a better vehicle, given that <laughs> the mileage we you're planning most to do. of our time on the road. And it just gently and quietly, bits fell off it. <laughs> Not even that quietly, actually. I was on the M25 and the exhaust fell off. And... Um, <laughs> I didn't know, and I just thought a tractor had been following me down the M25 for quite a long time. What? It was just like rattling behind you like a wedding car. Well, the sort of silence or whatever that's on it had cut, you know, that bit had come off and was, and um, it literally like a like a tractor was following me. I, l- I love it didn't make a fuss though, that the set. It just, yeah, just sort of said, carried on. I'm not really up to this and just fired its exhaust off and you yeah. just, just meandered on. It used to, um, it used to leak fumes into the cabin so that when I got home from a gig I felt very sick and I got repetitive strain injury in both my elbows because of the rattle on the on the uh, steering wheel I thought I had arthritis for years I was like oh I've got early onset arthritis this is awful both my elbows were in bits and then it was only when I drove another car that went this doesn't shake like a (laughs) normal car it was just shook shook like, like and if you think about that sort of shaking yeah for six hours of driving, basically I wobbled my own arms off in a in a crappy car. So was was it like stubbornness or financial reasons that you couldn't upgrade? Fi- it would have been financial yeah. at that point. Because you know what it's like when you're starting out. It's hand to mouth. You know, just keeping the car going, which was the thing that got me to gigs. But I remember once driving to a gig. <laughs> it was in Plymouth, uh, quite a long way. I filled the car up with petrol, so that was like 40 quid back in the day. Remember that? Yeah. Hey? Under 50 quid, come on. Um, and then bought a sandwich, so that was like 45 quid you, altogether. He's wiped yeah. out straight away. I was getting 100 quid, I remember this. <laughs> and then I got within about 10 miles of Plymouth and got flashed by a, a speed camera oh, with no. a £65 fine. So I was £10 down before I'd even done the gig. It's mad. I think people get the sense that comedy is when she's been on telly particularly comedy yeah. is like lucrative yeah but in the early no days I, no one i speak to agrees with that it's all. the early day just hand to mouth that's it all it is it's a yeah it's like unpaid work experience apparently yeah. a lot of the time and people can't believe you do it they're like <laughs> you're driving back you know like, well, what's the option <laughs> yeah. like, just live in plymouth now <laughs> yeah. Yeah. i've seen enough this is yeah, yeah. This do. Just get a hotel but, it's like no but i think 75 that, pounds all yeah. in <laughs> i was quite surprised because i think you because you don't drive next to you but no, you were sadly you were sharing a cut like you were being driven back by some comedian you've been on a bill with and <laughs> i don't remember who it was and i wouldn't name and shame anyway but I remember this idea that you were in like quite an awkward 
car journey back after yeah. a gig that you yeah. didn't think had gone particularly well. I can't imagine anything worse. You never know like, with those because they will organise, you know, a car share for you and it's like blind dating effectively and you know it's two and a half hours like boggling regions. I can't think of anything. Well, can you imagine after doing it? Because I, I, I'm, I'm not stand-up but the idea of talking grueling. to a group of people and all the adrenaline and the... Yeah. And then having to get in a car and make small talk for another hour. And that's unpaid. You know, that, <laughs> God, that so it is tricky. paid, but then you t- tearfully open your little envelope and you hand over the money for the yeah. petrol. Oh. <laughs> petrol. Or as one act used to do when I was doing car shares, petrol and wear and tear. Oh. Yeah. Wear and t- what, wear and tear for like the hour long journey? Yeah. She wore out the seat. Wear oh. and tear. Yeah. Oh, people are, people are hilarious. <laughs> But that would be another thing that I've gone bargain for and wish I'd spent more would be hotel rooms when I was on the road. When you find something, you go, it's 30 quid. It'd be all right. Oh, my God. I mean, I've stayed in some, I've stayed in places where I've had to wear my socks in the shower. (laughs) (laughs) That's rough. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then what's happened is I've spent so little money on the room that it's been so awful that I've got up at two o'clock in the morning and just left. Because like, I'd rather be in my car, my car with its fumes and its rattly steering wheel, than in this room with other people's DNA clearly all around me. Yeah. Yeah. You do get what you pay for when you go budget. Yeah. Rooms. And you leave it too late as well, because I often yeah. think about that last. I'll put it in the diary, and then a couple of months later, it'll come around and be like, well, I've already missed the cheap trains. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I stayed in the place once so bad in Birmingham. I couldn't sleep. It was awful. It was The room was so horrific that I entertained myself by going on TripAdvisor and <laughs> reading the one-star reviews of the hotel that I was currently in. That is good fun. And recognising some of the stains <gasps> that people had photographed. I was like, oh, that's my room. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the glamour of showbiz, Paul. Oh, that's pretty bad. <laughs> um, so you said about Instagrammable moments. Mm. What do your Instagram adverts show you? What, do you know what, what I'm getting at the moment? Who do they think you are? Right, Instagram, and I was off Facebook for years and then I've just come back onto it. For just, I don't know why. And um, <laughs> currently I'm getting an awful lot of adverts for men's swimming shorts. <laughs> I don't know why. What? I don't know why. why? It's so odd because everyone who... Is it because you're sea swimming now? I, I am sea swimming and, I, and I've... Ah. But I don't know why. It's And it's not women's board shorts, it's men's... That's swimming so shorts. weird. But every, it's been misfiring for everyone, doesn't it? Like everyone you've asked so far has been getting some what? really yeah. misguided and like. But, but it would be easier, say, for just a member of the public to mine send you better targeted ads. Yeah, it's mine always like, without any of the spying that is going <laughs> I on. I bet if I went on yeah. Facebook now, there'd be there'd be pictures of board shorts, like Shall men. I'm sure there would be. Look it up. We want to see. see if this happens <laughs> live on live on recorded podcast. Live on false economy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why this is happening. Um, <laughs> oh, there they are, yeah. They're quite nice, but they are men's swimming shorts. They're very much men's swimming shorts. Yeah, absolutely. Men's swimming shorts. Straight off the bat. I'm also getting a lot of adverts for men's terry toweling shirts and matching short beach <laughs> combinations. Again, not sure why. I do like terry toweling, but that's quite a niche thing. <laughs> I, I don't know what that is. I, I'm thinking of a guy called terry toweling, but I don't think that's I it. I know what terry toweling is. Oh, we should look, look there's, more. there's more shorts, oh, yeah, more, more shorts. men's shorts. I'm getting yeah. old men's shorts. Um, yeah. Terry toweling is the material that kept us together in the 70s. Um, <laughs> it's highly absorbent and uh, it, everything was made out of terry toweling when I was a kid. 
It's nappies that I'm, it's synonymous with for me. They're te- they terry toweling or not? You know, if you went to the beach and you had a robe with a little hood on it that you got dressed underneath? Yeah. Sort of modesty cape, I'm going to call it. <laughs> um, yes, a modesty cape, yeah. It would have, that would have a sort of slight terry toweling feel to it. So is it retro gear it's showing you or is it comfort? It's comfort retro menswear that I'm getting <laughs> targeted with. <laughs> I feel like that could be your aesthetic, though. Do you You're know an what? Athletic woman. Do you know what? Magnificent in that. I've suddenly become obsessed with safari suits, so maybe it's picked up on that. Because I really want a safari suit. I have been googling safari suits. What? What brought this on? I don't know. I really wanted like a sort of nineteen seventies, almost sort of um, James Bond esque um, safari suit, maybe in a sky blue, uh, belted, uh, big pockets. And then, again, massive sunglasses and hang about in the jungle smoking cigars. So I don't know where that's come from, but um, <laughs> but maybe that's what it's picked up. Maybe I've said that at some point and my devices have picked up on that and they've gone, we don't have anything that niche, but just... It's doing its best. Because if it put an advert for that up as well... Yeah, that would be... That would be, that would be ambitious, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, that would be frightening. Yeah. But I'm going to be on the lookout for one for you now because I, I, really want, want, I want that dream so, for you. Yeah. I want that. But just, just to be clear, you don't want to go on safari not, not really no, no. don't just really want to go on safari just a suit really I'd quite happily wear it around Tesco um, green room experience you yeah. get one of those photo just, shoots that they like pull you off the street for yeah I think oh. the older I get the less I care and I'm like it's going to in the end I'll just be mad bag lady I love it yeah I feel like Tim Fitzhigham the comedian might have one of those safari suits already yeah I tell you who does have one Steve Coogan because he wore it as Alan Partridge to a film premiere because oh. I was googling what I wanted and then I realised it was what Steve Coogan wore <laughs> that's the look to, as, a, <laughs> as a joke to a premiere steal his style yeah, <laughs> yeah. Steve Coogan as Alan Partridge <laughs> maybe I'll go for a slightly more tapered trouser leg I don't know I haven't really thought about it amazing yeah because I got approached in the street recently by one of those slick salespeople that were like you look like a girl who likes Prosecco I was so I was so upset by that like <laughs> what kind of statement is that what kind of girl likes Prosecco like I was immediately offended <laughs> and uh, what he was offering me because I was astounded so I stopped dead in the street was uh, my own personal photo shoot <laughs> With a bottle of Prosecco? With hair and makeup and a glass of Prosecco. Oh. And it's like, oh, the photo shoot is free. And then you, if you like them, you buy the photos at the end. How many people get mugged off by that? Because when you're in the studio and someone's showing you their work, even if it's absolute shit, you know you're buying one, don't you? Because you, you don't want to be rude. <laughs> you have to buy one. But the portfolio they showed me, they had a woman like rolling about in like a boudoir thing. There was a woman in all retro gear. It's like, how dare they think that I'm the person that likes that? What a weird thing to do as well. What a weird service to offer. But it must work because otherwise they wouldn't have these street teams. I'm wise to it now because one friend has done it. She used those photos everywhere on social media. She's like on a highly reflective surface. So it's like there's two of her. It's... Oh. If you don't well, need you use a professional photo shoot, yeah, it's don't weird that you've got one. Yes, like, I agree. Because I hate those photo shoots. Like, I've just had to do some for my Edinburgh Fringe poster, and I was mortified. I was doing the Chandler Bing grimace throughout. Like it's hard. They could not. They could not chippy me into anything. My face natural. goes into sort of rigor mortis. And like, they're like more natural smile. I'm oh, like, there's not. As I said, there's nothing worse than being told to do something you should be able to do naturally because yeah. you will always mess Act it natural. up yeah. It's, like, yeah. it's, it's the worst <laughs> no. what do I do with my arms and legs no, yeah that's what I don't get having your photo <laughs> taken is always 
exquisitely awkward at the best of times. Yeah. So I also don't know why you'd lead with you look like someone who likes Prosecco. That's very... Yeah. Um, so you look like a functioning alcoholic. Yeah. <laughs> no good way to read Like that. a fun time girl. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, no. So rude. So rude. Not the way to speak to me. At least say, do you like champagne? Like, yes. pretend. Lie to me. Flatter Do you me. like champagne? <laughs> then you might quite like Prosecco. Yeah. Have you tried See, this? That's, that's what prosecco. I wasn't sure That's what you are. You're Prosecco. I'm Prosecco to Mark's champagne. But I was wondering if that was... <laughs> You're perfectly fine. Well, some people this. actually find it more palatable. Um, it's not many, but yeah, you're the exactly DOC. Right. You're exactly. the product of the region. You know Lambrusco. <laughs> Lambrusco. Oh, that was a bit uh, time, wasn't it? I thought I was a sophisticated lady in university drinking Lambrusco. Oh. You, you know that's just because we ruined it. British people ruined it. <laughs> Because my wife does all these high-end gastro tours and she was in, I think it's from Amelia Romagna, she was in the region where it's made and they're still very proudly saying, so this is where we create Lambrusco. We're and like, my, my friend's like, oh, Lambrini, is it? Yeah. <laughs> Bottle of Lambrini tucked away. But no, it's we ruined it. <laughs> like many things. <laughs> right, what's the thing that you've splashed out on that you saw but you didn't need? <sighs> didn't need, but I have just bought this week a paddleboard. Oh. Yeah. And I, you bought shorts. And I just, I know, maybe this is where the shorts go. Right, so, and I'd already just had a discussion with my wife about how we had to be a bit careful with money because of, you know, <laughs> we were Cost having some work process. done on the house, yeah. we are having the garden done. We're like you should have that conversation things. with the paddleboard under your arm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I know... In I your board shorts. It's only afterwards that I realised, I went, oh, I've really oh, just done way. a very selfish thing. <laughs> yeah, but it was half price. And I went on it, out on it yesterday. Ooh. It's a lot of faff. Oh, wow. how many goes do you think you can have on this Probably paddleboard? <laughs> I reckon it'll get used twice. <laughs> what will you and do then... with it? Do you give it away, sell on these bad ideas, or will you just leave it in your hall to trip over? For, probably just for go event. in the. Sh- it'll probably go in the hall for six months. Okay. Then in the hall cupboard for a further six months, and eventually, <laughs> it will move into the shed. Relegated. Yeah. That's what'll happen. I do this. I seem to have sort of form with this sort of thing. I bought a stand-alone pull-up bar about eighteen months ago, which I really didn't need. I saw it <laughs> advertised and went, oh, "I'll get one of those," um, <clears throat> because <laughs> it was advertised with like military-type blokes on the back of a truck with this pull-up bar being driven around doing pull-ups, and I was like, "I'll, I'll get one. That's what I need." Um, <laughs> I'll have one of those. I mean, yeah. Um, that's now under the bed. You related to that. You're I right. really related to that in some way, shape or form. It's a little bit of me, that is. I was having what can only be described as quite a difficult um, pandemic and that, that got bought. How expensive. It's £175. Oh. oh. Yeah. I would not have guessed But it that. comes with quite a sturdy bag. <laughs> It's massive. It's really, really not practical. It comes with a sturdy bag. (laughs) (laughs) Which it now lives in under the bed. Oh, dear me. I did have it up for a while. Um, (laughs) But then somebody, they went, that's a bit weird, so. And it was only when I sort of looked at it through a stranger's eyes, I went, you're right, I'm clearly having some sort of moment here. (laughs) It's not right. I don't know why I bought that. So now it's under the bed. You're doing your Zoom comedy things, it's in the background. Honestly, it didn't look right. It was only when I questioned it, when I went, I was at the time a sort of 49-year-old woman, and I went, that's not a normal thing to buy. Was that mid-pull-up? As you got higher up, it you was thought, a well, friend, this isn't right, A friend is came round and saw it and she went, what's that? 
And I went, it's a standalone pull-up bar. Why have you got that? And I went, I really don't. I think I'm having a bit of a crisis. <laughs> You can't depend on it. Standalone. Standalone. How would that differ from a normal? Well, because it hasn't been attached to a wall or anything, so it comes in its own. It's like its own frame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's massive. One of those ones you actually get in a gym, like a a big old. It's it's fairly big. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Oh wow, that explains the price. Because I was thinking you just got one of those Argos twenty quid. I've got one of those as well. (laughs) Oh my! I've got one of those as well. What happened was about three years ago, I read somewhere that to join the Marines, you had to be able to do three strict pull-ups. And I have no idea. Like This is how my slightly unfocused brain works. Rather than going, I should really sit down and write some jokes and uh, crack on with my career. My brain went, I wonder if I could ever join the Marines. Forgetting that I wasn't American, don't, don't very passive, don't really want to go to war. And I'm, I, I, I'm, I don't want to be in the Marines either. Could I get in though? That's yeah. <laughs> but can I get in? Yeah, but you want to turn the Marines down. Yeah, I want That's to be able want. to turn the Marines yeah. down. When you were in peak physical fitness, Paul, because yeah. Paul was like a personal trainer briefly, we, could you have got in the Marines? No. No. <laughs> I think there'd been more than no. my physical fitness stopping me from getting into the Marines. But, but you it's... say it's only three pull-ups. That doesn't sound much for a Marine. You know, uh, I, I thought you were going to say sort of 300. Or, I mean, that would no, I think crazy, that's just but... to, to get into the sort of, um, into the audition. <laughs> to reach the door. Yeah. <laughs> they put the door up yeah. there and you have to pull yeah. your way up. Yeah. I, I just thought, ah, when you said three, I thought, what? I had a moment there. I thought, I could, could be it be the Marines for me? Yeah. <laughs> I think there's more to it than that. I don't think that's that's it. I don't yeah. think I don't think you do three pull ups on the bar and then they give you a tank or something. I think it's there is a bit more involved. Progression. But it's that it's an open but spot. But again, the madness of me thinking that was in any way connect this is how far I will go to not do the thing that I'm supposed to do that's in front of me. Like, you know, people hoover and some people dust their sills and some people, you know, sort out paperwork to avoid doing stuff that they know they've got to do. I Started to train as a US Marine. <laughs> right, it is time for the quick fire round. Now, right. I'm not saying that I'm getting the vibe that you are slightly competitive. <laughs> <laughs> everything that we've had so far. But how this works is I'm going to tell you an item that mm. is for sale. Mm. And you're going to give me what you think the price is. And you're versus Paul. So a secondhand 2008 Volkswagen Golf 58 registration. So it's what... Oh, God, um, you're making notes. It spiked <laughs> me out immediately. So it comes with electric windows, mm. only in the front, <laughs> automatic air conditioning, oh. in-car entertainment, tinted glass for the VIPs, and a whiplash protection system. I don't oh, know what that ooh, is. That's fancy. Yeah. No, this is easily a better car than I could ever Yeah, So that's why I'm out of my depth already here. Cause... Well, that's the fun of the game, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> Quite a high spec on that. Yeah. But we've got no mileage. It's a 1.9 engine. Okay. Yeah. Five door TDI. TDI. Diesel. S. <laughs> so TD, but it'd be an old. It's an old diesel. It's old, and they've so not given have, us... It won't be able to go into ultra low emission no. zones. You let's so, yeah. this boy. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that'll take a but chunk out of the price. Surely it depends entirely on the mileage. Or I, I haven't got one of these for sale. You don't need to negotiate with me. <laughs> I'm going to say it's going to be about four and a half grand. Yeah, that's cool. about what I was going to say. <laughs> I can't believe you've just drawn up notes to make that about four and a half grand. Um, You're a I, lower, Paul. I think 
lower. I'm going to go four grand. All right. Well, I think four and a half is a good guess. You two, you you'd be surprised. You could get two of them for oh. quoted. Mm-hmm. Um, it's there's one on Auto Trader right now for one thousand seven hundred forty-nine pounds. Oh, wow. Okay. So either it's basically a race to see who can get yeah. there first. Isn't either it? we're right. great bargain hunters, or um, <laughs> you could get a better car than you could possibly imagine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, a killer bar of gold. Kilobar. One kilogram of bullion. <laughs> kilogram? Yeah, we're asking to the nearest £1,000 as it fluctuates quite quickly. So... Was it going to fluctuate gold within bar. the quickfire? Right? How much? Oh, it's not a kilogram. That, oh, a, a kilo. A kilo bar of gold, ki- which is a kilogram. A kilogram. It is yeah. a kilogram, isn't it? Yes. I can't work out. Okay. <laughs> We've thoroughly covered that now. <laughs> okay. So a kilogram, a kilogram of gold. For, for the listeners, Zoe is weighing it against um, her phone that is and in one of those little leather cases. So your phone's got a little front door so on it. That's nice. trying to imagine. Nice. How much? So I only really deal in pick and mix when it comes to weight. <laughs> <laughs> Which is probably about the price. That's similar, isn't it? Kilogram <laughs> <laughs> pick and mix at the cinema. Yeah, it's depressing. Gold. It's depressing. That's quite a lot of gold, isn't that it? Is a lot of gold. Gold. It's Solid gold. But I, it could be one of those trick questions where gold actually isn't worth much. No. Got, well, it's a, it's, <laughs> I'm going to help you out. He's <laughs> money safe in gold at the minute, isn't it? Is it? That's yeah. the thing. That's why it's fluctuating. So yeah, it fluctuates a lot. You think of NFTs, aren't you? That's where it's notoriously it's, safe. It's. it's, it's <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say 22,000. Okay, higher or lower, Paul? I'm going. I'm going higher. Forty k. Paul, you've got the point. Oh wow! Do I get the gold? You, you've you've got the gold. You've got the oh, gold. we should have mentioned that. So you win the gold. Oh. Yeah. So you've now got a Volkswagen Golf 58 Reg and a, a gold bar. Ah, oh, I can put put it We're in the boot of the Volkswagen. Forty seven thousand pounds at the time of researching. Wow. You see, that's a lot. Of, that is. Whoa. So gold is really valuable. It's it's, it's two nil, Zoe. So you can't oh, win gosh. For, for, for your dignity, um, right? Come on, hit me. How much is a TDK two hundred and forty minute blank videotape triple pack? Oh, <laughs> videotape, <laughs> videotapes, VHS. Well, I reckon they're so Unused, rare now. Sealed, eight ninety nine. Oh, okay. Is that including or excluding postage? Oh. Excluding postage. Okay, cool. Okay, I'm going one ninety nine. Oh, right. I think it's one of those depressing things that's worth almost no more than it was at the start. <laughs> no, people are weird, Paul. Yeah. It is nine ninety five. So you, oh, you got the point. Get it. With wow. two ninety eight postage available on eBay right now. It's one of my greatest things that I'm proudest of that I never learnt to uh, use a video recorder. <laughs> <laughs> how, how complicated is it in your mind? It was quite complicated. <laughs> it seemed to be quite. I never, never learned how. To, I mean, I could play a video, but recording things, no. And I'm so glad because I think you know. Well, built-in obsolescence meant that I didn't have to. Yeah, you just knew that you were. Just I was. Wasting this, your I was time. like, this won't be around for long. <laughs> going to wait it out. I'm going to wait it out until I just have to uh, TiVo. The technology met you halfway there. Yep. So it is false economy tradition to give you a little gift, basically, Aww. for coming in. This Thank little you. bargain buy that we think you'll like. So, um. Oh! <laughs> Are they what? Oh! You know. <laughs> so we just spotted it. Hot and spicy noodles. Hot and spicy noodles. Now. Oh! All and a variety of hot and spicy noodles. Oh! No expense bid. Hot and sour. Actually, these might be the ones. <laughs> so, um, yes, so we heard a little story. The reason. Oh, oh, spicy seafood flavour. Hot prawn. I wonder Who if doesn't... they've got those tiny little shrimps in. Tiny little hot shrimps. 
Last year, I embarked on what could only be described as a foolish endeavour, where I ran from London to Brighton on an organised thing that's 100 kilometres. And I did it with my brother, who forgot to tell me that I had to train running and eating. Uh, I didn't know you had to I do that. I would never have known that. And uh, when we set off, we went, you've, you've trained running and eating, uh, how haven't you? you? So how do you, running, eat, like eating? What? As, as yeah. Eating what? as you, well, eating, making sure that you're, even if you're stopping, but eating, but then running again so that your digestive oh, system gets used. I did used. not know this. No. Yeah. So you were That's a personal Marine's trainer. Level That's Marine's level. That's Marine's level. Yeah. There's a lot of hot and spicy noodle in there. Um, <laughs> and basically what transpired is that the halfway support tent... My brother was very. He said, "You've got to eat, Zoe. You've really got to eat, you know, because we'll, you know, you'll 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 hit the wall or bonk, as they call it in ultra running. Oh, yeah. Is that a thing? Yeah, bonk. Um, <laughs> so I went and had a little look at what was on offer, and they had some hot and spicy noodles that nobody was eating. And uh, I was like, I really like spicy food, so I had some hot and spicy noodles. And um, what's the, how's the polite way of describing what happened? Um, when they finally hit my digestive system. Um, I, I don't know how you describe it, but I, a catastrophic say, event. It was a catastrophic event, and the sensation of being boiling hot yet freezing cold at the same time, sort of hot down the front but cold down the back, as my body sweated in an attempt not to um, repel the hot and spicy noodles in a sudden oh. evacuation. <laughs> Um, I managed to hold hold it in for a good fifteen kilometres. <laughs> that uh, is big heroic. Well, it was probably longer than that because I was running across the I was running across the path back and to like a sick dog to try and escape the situation I was in. Um, and I made it all endurance. the way to the next support tents where there were porto loos, and I got my hand on the outside of the porto loo cabin. And then comprehensively shut my <laughs> Not a little bit. Comprehensively. And <laughs> Paul's living it poorly. Oh, my... God, it's just it's some to get of... that close. Some of my gym kit had to be flushed down the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, it was at a point where I had a spare bag. They sh- they'd moved, so I had clean clothing. But um, <laughs> my brother, my brother was waiting for me outside, and all I remember him saying was, "You all right, Zoe?" <laughs> and I went, "Not really." And he went, "I can tell." And I said, "Why can you tell?" And he went, "Because your shoes are off." Oh, no. oh, you poor thing! But uh, you finished it. Like I finished it. Hero. I finished it. How much um, money did you raise? I raised a couple of grand for. That doesn't um, feel like enough. Feel like enough. Feel like enough. I had to go to the medical tent. <laughs> oh god! And um, they were like, "Is it blisters?" I went, "Well, not really." Well, I mean, it could be secondary. I didn't look. Yeah. I didn't look. And, uh, and the guy, I said, "Antonium." Medium. <laughs> and he went, oh, yeah, have you got the runner's trots? I went, well, so you could call it the trots, or indeed the howling gallops, I think is probably a more accurate term. 
So he gave me some emoji and he went, that'll see you through. And I went, too late, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Shutting the door after the horse has bolted, oh, if you will. Yeah. I'm doing another race in two months' time. So take those with you. I will not take my hot and spicy noodles with me. I've learned bland is grand. <laughs> you did say that you really like them, which I is how you chose really them. I like them, so... <laughs> Every time I have one now, I'll have a flashback. Trigger me. (laughs) You've got your next big run coming up. What else are you doing? People who've enjoyed this, where can they find you? Um, I'm gigging here, there and everywhere. Um, I've also got my, I've got a podcast that I do. Uh, It's called Let's Talk About the Husband. It's myself and Stephen Bailey. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) Uh, We we take our kicking off point as uh, reality TV and go from there because he's obsessed and I'm not. So podcast, touring. I'm going to tour beginning of next year. That is everything. We, we've been on a journey too. We have been on a journey. <laughs> thank you so much for being our guest today. Thank you to the listeners for listening. And um, thanks, Paul. Oh, thank you. For, for just being here, being my, my, my second guy. Yeah, making it less awkward. It does. More awkward. Do you know what? It does. I, know. I think it does. It's less awkward. And that's the end of this episode. If you enjoyed the podcast, please rate and review it, as that really does help us spread the word. And it costs nothing. And if you didn't enjoy it, you now have 30 days to return this podcast for a full refund. Your statutory rights will not be affected. Terms and conditions apply.